Journey to Organization, episode 74. Should I buy stuff on sale? You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begon Personal Organization. And it's been a while because it's been Yom Tov, it's been Sukkot, and it's been a lot of crazy, hectic things. I can only speak for myself, um, but I know for me, it's been a little bit crazy, hectic with guests and the cooking and the in the sukkah and out of the sukkah and going to shul and cooking and cooking some more and then cooking some more again. And it's just, it's been a lot. I mean, at least for me. So um, I'm happy to report that this year I didn't use um, any chad pami in my sukkah, um, <laughs> uh, which I normally do, except for one thing, which was chad pami, you know, single-use disposables. Except for one thing, which was plastic soup bowls, because I don't have enough soup bowls, which I bought like the really good sturdy kind, and um, I reused them throughout the whole chag, and then I could recycle them, so I guess that's it. But usually I take all plastic plates out to the sukkah, because it's a little bit of a far walk to my sukkah, but uh, this year I didn't, and it felt really good, and one thing that really saved us is actually on our dishwasher... Uh, we have uh, a switch that overrides all the lights and the timers and everything so we could use it at night and then load it up again the next day for lunch and then after Yom Tov we just run the dishwasher again which is hard for people who don't live in Israel because you have two days of Yom Tov but for us here with only one day of Yom Tov it's really a lifesaver. I highly recommend it. It's an amazing thing. It was definitely worth the money to pay to put the switch into our dishwasher it only costs like 250 shekels which I feel like is pretty reasonable and it saves me so much time at night I just load up my dishes and and uh, it was great the one thing that I didn't do was take my expensive china out to the sukkah I only took my weekday plates out but my weekday plates are pretty nice too and uh, so I felt like, okay, I did use my uh, Shabbat silverware, so that was good. Um, and I thought that the sukkah looked really pretty and really beautiful and felt really nice. And we really enjoyed ourselves. And it was just it was just a nice experience. And we had a really great hug. I would love to hear what you do in your sukkah. So, you know, drop me a line. Let me know. Um, I want to say that... Um, I have to say this, so I'm just going to get it out of the way now, and then uh, we can go into the real reason I wanted to talk to everybody today, which is storage, but I want to just remind everybody that Conqueror Clutter is closing in a few days. Um, It starts again on October 7th, and I really, really, really want you to join me. I've been getting a lot of uh, emails about it, and the thing is, is that it's it's so helpful to listen to the videos or watch the videos, whatever you decide to do, because it's I'm there holding your hand the whole way. You can email me. You can get support in the chat group. You can, you know, talk in the live uh, broadcasts and there's just so many opportunities to get the support that you need. And it's not just support from me, it's support from the group. And 
I mean, so many people have told me that it's made a difference for them to do this course and that they've made huge strides. And not only that, but once you do the course, you can repeat it for as many times as I run it included in the price. And it, uh, to me, that's the the really great part of it is that it doesn't expire. Like it's going to be there forever. So um, it's great. And um, I hope that you all will join me in Conquer Clutter because honestly, so many of you write to me, I don't have the time to do blah, 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 blah. And I really want to do blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, insert your thing in the blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, I want you to make 5779 really the year that you um, make organization a priority. See, so many of you don't make it a priority and you just keep on going, sloshing through life thinking like there has to be something better and there is something better. And I feel like even though I feel like things sometimes hit me a lot like, you know, 25 days of Yom Tov, it feels like, (laughs) even though sometimes things feel like a lot for me too, like... I still have time to enjoy my family. Like this whole homemade, we did things together as a family with our friends. And it was just such a nice feeling that I wasn't always worried about cleaning up my house or, you know, doing the dishes or cooking some more. Although I was kind of worried about the cooking a little bit. But, you know, it was always just like it felt okay to give myself the time to be with my family. I wasn't worried about getting back necessarily. And so that was just like a nice feeling for me. And I I want everybody to have that feeling. I want everybody to feel like, you know, time is is something that I have control over. And even though we don't totally have control over time, you know, that falls into like Hashem's purview and we don't get to control that, but we can have better, you know, um, management of our time. Of course, life happens and things come our way and things, you know, get thrown on us, but we can deal with those things better when we've conquered our clutter. So there's two aspects to me with organizations. The first is, you know, the actual stuff. And the second thing is the time management. And so I feel like when you have less stuff, you're able to focus on dealing with the time management a lot better. And so because I believe that, that's why I think that doing conquer your clutter, even for someone who says they don't have the time, is really a worthwhile thing to do because... When you conquer the clutter, when you get all the extra stuff out of your life, you will see you will be spending less time on stuff. So you'll have more time to do other things that you really prefer and want to do. And that is nice. (laughs) It's a good feeling. Sometimes I look around my house, I'm like, I got nothing to do. And I mean, the floor could always be cleaner. The bathrooms could always be cleaner. Cleaning is one thing. But like, sometimes I look around and I'm like, there's nothing to put away. And that's a nice feeling. And, you know, I want that feeling for all of you. I want you to all feel like, you know, I have free time. I'm not worried about the stuff in my house. I don't want to think about, you know, how much laundry I need to put away or how many dishes there are to do. And I feel like, When you have less stuff, there's just more time to take care of the daily chores that come up like laundry and dishes and, you know, the toys that get put away. And someone actually called me and said to me, (laughs) they left me a voicemail. They're like, do your kids have any toys? And I'm like, yeah, my kids have toys. But like they know how to clean up their toys. And now my oldest son, he's a little bit he's a little bit messy and it really bothers my younger son and they share a room. Um, but they all, when I can say to them, Hey, can you put the Legos into this box and the magnets into this box and, and the clothes in the hamper, 
you know, they can do it. They're just a little bit lazy, but they can do it and they can clean up and they don't actually have that much stuff. But what they do have, they use and they enjoy and they play with. So mostly I would say for my boys, it's Legos and board games, uh, which they love. So it's not so hard. They don't have a ton of toys, but actually somebody else wrote to me and said that she got so sick of her kids, you know, having stuff everywhere. So she just put everything in a trash bag and put it in her storage unit. And the kids didn't even notice that it was gone. Like whatever was on the floor, she just packed up and the kids haven't like even asked for it. She left like some of the toys there, whatever was already put away. And it's fine. And they're like, don't even notice that she took away all the stuff. So I think that, you know, kids don't necessarily notice that they don't have a lot of toys. They feel it when they go to their friend's house and they see like, you know, from the jealous perspective, like my friend has XYZ and I want that too. But the kids don't necessarily notice that from themselves, they're only playing with one or two or three toys. So I feel like it's okay that my kids don't have a ton of toys. And I don't even think that they don't have a ton of toys. I kind of think it's a lot. I mean, I know that compared to other people, it's not so much. But for us, I think it's kind of a lot. But anyways, I digress. The point I'm trying to get at is that don't feel bad for my kids. They're totally not deprived. (laughs) But for us, it's so much easier to get everything tidied up because there's just less stuff and nobody feels unhappy about having less stuff. And, you know, our kids definitely have responsibility and they definitely don't want to do their responsibility. But um, it's definitely a lot easier to say, hey, let's organize your room. Let's let's tidy up. Let's do, you know, clean up. Let's put your clothes in the hamper. It's much easier for them to clean up and get ready because there's less stuff to clean up. And not only that, but like when I do want them to do something, I can say to them, you know, do something specific, like put your clothes in the hamper. And, and that's really the key is that I don't have to say clean up your room. I could just say, oh, I see there's lots of clothes on the floor. So put your clothes in the hamper. And to me, that is really the point of the whole thing is like, it's easy to make a specific and direct um, command, if you will, to your children when there's less to do when you can be specific with them. Also, it's easier for them to do it. And it's true for the rest of your family, uh, or for guests or my I have guests visiting us now on sort of an extended stay. And um, I can say to them, you know, X and Y goes there. Because I know where everything goes and they can ask me for something and I'm like, oh yeah, it's all the way in the back of the cabinet on the left side. I know where things are. I know where everything lives. And that's what I want for all of you. I want you to know exactly what you have and I want you to be able to find what you have and I want you to be able to use what you have. So if you want that for yourself too, if you want to be able to find what you have, if you want to be able to use what you have, if you want to know where everything is, if you want to be able to clean up quickly and easily then please join me on this round of Conquer Your Clutter. You can register at RebeccaSaltzman.com. And in case you forgot, it's R-E-B-E-K-A-H. And I would really, really love to have you. You can use the code CYC75 to save $75 at checkout. Okay, so Tachlis, on to the real stuff now. I got a question from Suri. 
And it was really like good timing, Suri, uh, because this actually happened to me. So I want to explain the question and then I'm going to say what happened. So Suri called me and she said she's curious to, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't Suri. It was, um, I don't know who it was. She didn't leave her name. But she said to me, you know, why, how do you deal with things that are on sale. Um, what, what, is it okay to buy things and put things away? Is it okay to, you know, buy things in excess when you see them on sale and then put them away for a rainy day? So let me tell you a story that happened to us. Um, we have a machsan, a storage unit, in the steps of our house. We actually have one on each side of the steps. It's sort of like a Harry Potter cupboard, but not really, but like kind of. And it's really hard to get into. You can't stand up in it. It's not, it's fairly large, but you can't stand up in it. So even though it's deep, you can't like put so much stuff in it because it's hard to get in and out. And the entrance is also not that big. So like the opening, the doorway is not that big. So you can't really you know, get a lot of, it's hard to get into. Um, And so my cousin is actually coming to stay with us for an extended period of time. And he had the contents of an apartment that he needed to store. So I went into my masan and I cleaned it out. And there wasn't even that much stuff in it. And my husband and I looked at most of it and we were able to get rid of some things. But what I had forgotten that I had put in there was a big plastic tub of clothing that I had bought on sale and put away for my boys and a combination of things that I had gotten as some hand-me-downs. I had bought some shirts um, on sale for my boys while we were in America, like maybe two years ago. And I looked through a lot of the stuff and my boys just grew at a different rate than I expected them to grow at. And the clothes, most of them, they don't fit. (laughs) And I feel bad. I have these brand new clothes and they don't fit. Because I totally forgot that they were in the Mahsan. So in a way, it's a blessing that my cousin is coming to stay with us and that he needed the space in the Mahsan. And actually now I think there's only, besides for the folding chairs that are in there and like a box of baby toys that I keep for when we have company, um, and a portable high chair, like a folding high chair, that's it. I have um, one other box in there like that is storing a cooler bag. And that's all is that's mine. Everything else is his. And like, I, there isn't even that much stuff in there, but I just felt like it was all packed really poorly and we didn't see everything. And I just, I totally forgot that it was there because it was out of sight, out of mind. And so by him coming and needing the space in the machsan and forcing me to empty it out and really redo it, I realized like, I don't need to buy things on sale because I don't necessarily know if they're going to work out. Now, it might be different. I think that there are different categories of buying things on sale. So for example, if there's a food item that I see on sale that I use a lot, like coconut oil or olive oil or um, I don't know, a certain kind of olive that we like or something like that, or even a cereal that goes relatively quickly in our house, then yeah, 
I will stock up. But what I am aware of is that there are cycles of sales. So for example, usually most supermarkets go on an eight-week cycle. And that means that they have, you know, one item on sale now, and then it goes on sale again in eight more weeks. And, excuse me, and that is what I try to remember that I just need to buy myself enough on sale now to get me to the next sale. So, I mean, we go through coconut oil fairly quickly in our house because we bake with it. Um, but for us, it's, I don't know, maybe three bottle, three jars at a time. And then it goes on sale again. And the same thing with, um, olive oil. Or like, for example, we buy grape juice when it goes on sale before Rosh Hashanah. And, you know, we buy enough. I figure out how much we need to get us through the Chag. And and then like up until Pesach, maybe. And then at Pesach time, I buy enough again for us to go through to Rosh Hashanah. And it takes up a lot of space and I don't necessarily like it, but it is actually so much cheaper. But this way I know like how how much I actually have. So um, yeah, and I have a specific place where I store the grape juice and like I could I watch it every week and we see like how we're running down on it. And, you know, we have sort of like an area where we can keep it and it's cool. And I have the space for that so I can do that. But for a lot of people, I see them buying in bulk and they don't necessarily have the space, number one, and they forget that it's there because they don't have a system in place where they know where they're calculating how much they're really buying and what they actually need to buy. So like so many of my clients have a huge pantry full of food, but they are not actually using it. It's for like those one-off recipes and they buy like something that they need a small quantity of, like sauces or seasonings that they need a small quantity of. Every time they see it on sale, they buy another box. They have like 15 boxes of like this certain spice and they're using a teaspoon at a time and it's like a Costco size thing and it never gets finished and they have so much of it and then they end up donating it to like, you know, a food bank. And I just feel like, okay, well, wouldn't it just have been better to donate the 15 or $20 to a food bank instead of, you know, having all this extra food that's, you know, going to go bad soon. And it's, it's, I I don't know, to me, I feel like it's a, it's a lesson sort of in excess where we're buying because, you know, we think we're going to need it. It's one thing to buy it on sale when you see a good price, but it's another thing to not know exactly what you're buying and not being sure of what you need. So let me just sort of sum up for everybody and, and go back to what I'm thinking. Okay. So, if you're going to buy clothing on sale, make sure that it's someplace, like something that you're going to put away for later. Like you see two shirts that you really like, so you buy one to wear now and one to put away. Make sure it's in a place where you remember that you have it and that you would use it in sort of a timely fashion where, you know, it won't be too small or it won't be damaged by the storage. Um, for something like, for someone who has a hard time finding... your a size, especially something in shoes, which is something I have a big problem with. If you see a pair of shoes that you like and you buy two pairs because, you know, you know, they really like them and they're really comfortable for you. Great. But will they still feel that same way in a year when you pull out your new pair? Will your foot have changed? Will you have gone, gained weight? Will you have lost weight? Will your foot just have widened? Will 
will they still be in style? I think that there's a lot of things to consider when you're putting things away, especially when you're putting things away for kids. We never really know at what rate our kids will grow. And thank God they're growing, but we don't, we don't know at what rate. We don't know what will fit them. For example, I put away a ton of um, pants for my boys. They're all too small. They all grew, they both grew at a rate that was just not what I expected. And I have to buy them from the men's and shorten them. And the boys sizes just don't fit them. And so it's important to recognize where, where you, you know, are spending what you're putting away for. If you're putting away, you know, a coat from, the spring to the fall, then fine, that's one thing. But if you're putting away for a whole year later or two years later, I think it might not be worth it because you sometimes forget about it. I can't even tell you. And and for myself included, how many times people are like, oh, I forgot I had that. And, you know, it's disappointing if it doesn't actually fit your kid and you're giving away something brand new. And that to me is really disappointing. But so from the from the clothing perspective, I think it's not great to put it away unless you yourself are a special size or your husband is a special size and, you know, you know you're not going to change. And even then, I would err on the side of caution because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, with And you don't want to waste money. I think that's the important thing. You just don't want to waste the money. With food... I definitely think it's okay to buy things when you see them on sale if it's an item that you use a lot and especially if it's a high ticket item. But the problem is, is if it's perishable, I would be more reluctant to do that because you never know if, you know, you'll lose electricity and everything will get damaged. If it's a dry good and it's stored properly and you know where everything is and you have easy access to it and it's not like a way in a place where you might forget about it, then I think that it's okay to do that. But keep in mind, just watch your supermarket. Track a little bit. See, coconut oil went on sale on this date. Then it went again on sale on this next date. And then it went back again on sale on this third date. And if you can track it for a little bit, then you'll be able to see like exactly what the sales cycle is for your store. And then you'll be able to see how much you need to buy for and how long it will last you. And if you just track a little, then I think that it's okay to also buy when you see things on sale. But there's a difference, like I've said Um, in the past between buying in bulk and buying from bulk. So buying in bulk is going to Costco and buying 3,000 pairs of socks, right? Buying from bulk is buying from a bin that's open and and putting it in your own container. And so for me, like when I buy from bulk, I buy for a few weeks worth of food. Like I'll buy lentils that I'll, you know, that I'll use for three or four weeks or at least I'll try to some weeks, I don't make it, but this way I don't always have to be buying those things and I can just do like the bulk section in one time and then I don't have to worry about going to that same store all the time where I buy from bulk. And so I think that if you can do a little planning, and this is where menu planning will come in, Um, and be helpful is if you actually know what you're making and when you're making it, it's a lot easier to say, this is when I'm going to run out of something and, and, you know, be predictive about something and predict when you're going to need it than to just sort of buy something reactionary. Like I'll probably need this. And so I'm going to stock up on this. I think that's, that's an important, um, 
distinction to make is you have to to really notice for yourself what's the difference between um, buying as a reaction and buying in preparation. And I think that that is a huge, huge difference. You know, I start shopping for Pesach like about a month before Pesach starts. I start when I see things on sale, you know, I start to to stock up on them because Pesach is expensive and it's expensive to buy, you know, all new everything for Pesach. So when I start to see things on sale, I slowly, slowly buy them and I put them away. And it's been problematic when I hadn't recorded it. When I first started doing Pesach myself, um, I didn't record it. <laughs> I didn't record what I bought and I ended up buying a lot of duplicates. So also be careful that, you know, you're not buying too much more than what you can actually use. And I think that it comes from this scared mentality where we're like worried that we won't actually have what we need, but we actually get what we need. So if we can plan a little bit and focus on the planning, then, um, I think that that will help us and it will reduce our need or the feeling to actually buy things on sale all the time, which is actually a great plug again for Conquer Your Clutter because if you have less stuff, you're able to spend a little more time on the meal prep and the focusing on, you know, how I can save money in my family. And I think that that's really important also is buying things on sale is great, but not if you're not going to use them because then it's just a waste of money if you don't use it. So I I just I hope that that answers your question, um, lady who didn't leave her name. <laughs> and it's a little bit of a personal story. I definitely you know struggle with Hamasan a little bit and putting things away too. I, it was a fear that I got rid that I took me a long time to get it over. I think the stuff that I put away was probably four years old. Uh, it's probably what I put away from when we made Aliyah, and some of it was hand me downs that someone gave me and I put away. Um, knowing that eventually my boys would fit into it, but actually they're never going to fit into it because they've already exceeded the size, even though technically it should have taken them a few more years to get to this size. They're past that size already. So like, I don't know. I was storing all this stuff and for what? And it was taking up space in my mason and then I had to clean it out and spend, you know, time, you know, dealing with it. And it was a waste of time. And I guess a waste of money. So I hope that that helps. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. I hope that you'll all join me in Conquer Your Clutter. Um, that registration's ending this week. You can head to RebeccaSaltzman.com. If you have any questions, email me at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com or Rebecca at BalaGambigan.com. Either way is fine. Um, and let me know your questions. I would love to hear from you. And if you have made any progress on your cluttering, you know, you could always send a picture or post it in the group. Um, we love to see everybody's progress. So... I want you all to remember that Hashem keeps you organized, or what I like to say is Hashem is taking care of it for me. I never need to worry because Hashem's got it under control, right? And I wish you all a fabulous week, and I look forward to hearing all of your comments or questions. And I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you will definitely restrict your sale purchasing um, over the next few weeks and really focus on what's essential shopping and what's non-essential shopping. So until next week, happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at Bala Gone Be Gone. 
and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaganBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.